Hello and welcome to a special MDD Claims Podcast. During the month of October every year, MDD holds a number of events. This is all under the brand Catoba. For this year's Catoba theme, we are interviewing key people from the marketplace discussing issues relevant to cats that should be of interest to our clients and the marketplace in general. With me today, I have Marcelo Fazio from MDD, Sarah Howe from Liberty and Alistair Jacob from DECRA. I'm now going to pass you over to Marcelo to start the discussion. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Alistair, for being here with us today. We're going to have a, an open conversation about catastrophes. Obviously, we are in a scenario today. We've recently had Hurricane Ian just hit the west coast of Florida, and it's an interesting and current times discussion for us to engage in. So Sarah and Alistair, let's look at the first point of interest here. From your perspective, Sarah, what's the biggest concern in the current environment in terms of cat exposure outside of increased frequency of natural catastrophes generally? I think from a London market perspective, one of the biggest concerns we've got in the current environment is the availability of reinsurance. So what we're seeing is obviously an increase in rates and a big reduction in capacity in certain regions which obviously has a knock-on effect for direct insurers and then ultimately policyholders. So I think that's certainly something that's getting a lot of focus within the market at the moment. Okay. Alistair? Well, thank you, Sarah. And like a good adjuster, I've been taken slightly by surprise by that response, which is entirely correct. But I was thinking a little more from the ground perspective. And for us, I suppose, a stretch on demand of labour and supplies is the most practical answer to that question. But I think just touching back on some of the historic things we've seen and probably with these rather excessive inflation and supply chain issues, I I know we'll talk a little bit more about the difficulties of adjustment, difficulties of being consistent in handling, you know, and how we actually service in an environment which is probably a little more litigious than sometimes we'd like. Thank you, Alistair. Yes, certainly. I think from the perspective of adjustment, we are as well looking at cost inflation, supply chain issues, inflationary pressures in general as being something which is likely to play a big part in adjustment of cat losses in the near future. So let's take those items, cost inflation, supply chain issues, restatement costs. Within a CAT scenario, what would you think would be the biggest challenges there in light of the current environment and the issues that we're seeing? Is coverage fit for purpose? From a loss adjusting perspective, I think the two components that we look at when we're trying to settle the claims, and obviously a little more, I'm being a little simplistic here, but sums insured and deductibles both the come under stress in this type of environment. Deductibles, we do see CAT and non-CAT deductibles, so they kind of are catered for in, in this scenario. But certainly in terms of values, and in terms of actuary and selling the policies, I'm not really advocating anything in this response, but I would like to see some sort of flexibility of values for catastrophes. I know in terms of corporations, there are some very sophisticated people out there who are able to review these things regularly, but you know, the bulk of a cat adjuster's claims in an event like Ian or, or other ones is the homeowners and the sort of many thousands of people where you're trying to adopt a consistent approach. So uh, that would be my response. Sarah, would you like to weigh in on that? Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about from a coverage perspective, whether you think coverage is fit for purpose in the current environment? Yeah, sure. So I don't think it's truly a question of whether the cover is fit for purpose. I think it's really a case of sort of making sure our policyholders and risk managers understand the ramifications of the increased reinstatement costs that we're seeing at the moment. 
checking whether supplements are adequate, sums insured are adequate, and just really truly understanding the situation. You know, we've we've absolutely got an opportunity pre-loss to look at complex challenges and what we might encounter. And something that we do at Liberty is offer a claims plus session with our policyholders around you know, looking at case studies, how might, given a catastrophe loss or any type of loss for that matter, how would the policy respond? Are the sublimits adequate? What are the current market trends, that type of thing? So I think we've got to really focus on educating our policyholders and making sure that risk managers understand exactly the cover they've got in place and that should a major event happen, that the policy does what they're expecting it to do. Some good comments there. So in the US, inflation is incredibly high now compared to historical levels. So with the current inflationary levels going up globally, what issues, Alistair, do you anticipate and what do you think could be done or should be done in anticipation of these problems as to their potential impact on cats? Certainly in terms of anticipate, the first words I'm thinking of are uh, rising claims costs, which is a fairly uh, obvious statement. What that leads into is delays in reinstatement and the uh, squeeze on cash, so cash flow and interim payment. I'm also thinking about projects and there's a ripple effect with you know construction. It's not just the policyholders as much as we are looking out for them. It's also the people who are repairing these properties. So the construction industry, for instance, are having difficulties with their own pricing materials, skilled labour shortages for them and their own supply chain difficulties. So I think rising claims costs, as simplistic as that is, I think it kind of encapsulates an awful lot of the anticipated issues. I'm also seeing some sort of follow-ons from under-insurance, of course, also uh, delays in reinstatement and some of the decision-making around what are reasonable periods. I know that's a little more supply chain orientated, but it's all related. And of course, then you have the spectre of the public adjusters, of course. I say spectre with all due respect, but we are looking to try and move these claims on as quickly as possible with consistent handling. And I think in that environment, it really does cause us some uh, difficulties. In terms of what we can do, I think Sarah mentioned the flexibility of review on policies. I think that would be a superb uh, concept to be able to introduce. And certainly similar as we have different CAT deductibles and not non-CAT, I think it's nice to see values as well, some flexibility around that. A little conceptual, but I quite like to see the insureds Particularly the larger corporations certainly have some very sophisticated disaster recovery plans, but how do we help the policyholders with their own recovery plans, their own sourcing of supplies, and maybe, I am being conceptual here, uh, and maybe some sort of pre-planning and mitigation, all very fanciful, but it's, you know, what can be done. I think probably the last thing, it's something I've seen uh, pre-planning was some of the resorts and different uh, corporations that we deal with having contracts with contractors to get the first dibs on materials and labour, which is not something you regularly see for some of the more smaller hotel chains. So they're obviously anticipating some of the same issues that you're alluding to, Marcella. Thank you, Alistair. Sarah, what are your thoughts? I think really, truly, communication is key when it comes to dealing with these types of losses, speaking early, openly and freely with our brokers, our policyholders and the adjustment teams for that matter as well, making sure that we have the facts to be able to be, as claims people based in London or elsewhere, empowered to make decisions. So I think being prepared, like I say, looking at communication and just making sure that everyone understands the issues that arise. I mean, I know from four years ago, dealing with Hurricane Michael losses, we had real supply chain issues then and challenges with labour force, costs increasing, difficulties obtaining the raw materials needed to reinstate on property. So it's something that as a market, we've always had this challenge and we just have to look to discuss it and find solutions. 
do you think it's more exacerbated now because of the effect, this fear of widespread inflation globally and potential supply chain issues creating a, a double effect there? Or do you think that that's something that we've dealt with before and we'll just be able to deal with again? I think it's absolutely heightened now. It's it's much talked about in the media. Everyone's very aware of the situation globally and the impact we've seen from COVID-19 and various different factors and political factors around the world has no doubt had a part to play in all of this. So whilst we've d- dealt with some of these challenges in the past, where we are now is perhaps a more serious situation with some of those aspects. So yeah, we're just looking at finding solutions in the ways that we have done in the past and looking at how we can deal with the issue. Thank you, Sarah. Changing gears a little bit now and talking about resources, there's a generous consensus that there's been an increase in the frequency of catastrophes. Sarah, do you think that as an insurance industry, is there a concern about availability of resources for handling large claims volumes coming from this perceived increased frequency in catastrophes? Um, I don't see it as a concern. I mean, I've been dealing with catastrophe losses all of my career for the past 18 years. And the industry has always sought solutions and adapted and found ways to move forward. And I think we'll always do that as an industry. I think we've got the latest technology, the likes of McKenzie Intelligence and others, you know, really put us on the front foot when it comes to understanding our exposure being able to focus our resources and respond quickly to natural disasters around the world. So that's made a tremendous difference. I also think that what's really, really important is having a team mindset. And it's not just about in-house claims teams, but also working alongside our adjustment teams whilst they're independent experts. Obviously, they're providing us with the facts to enable us to make decisions and ultimately respond to a claim and pay claims. And working together as a team and having that team mindset is really, really important. And Yeah, ultimately, I think we just always, as an industry, look to find solutions, adapt, and most importantly, respond. And the other thing I think that's important to note when it comes to technology is that 100 years ago, in fact, even five, 10 years ago, we didn't have what we have now. And I think that puts us in a much better position than we have been in the past. And I think future generations will be empowered by different types of technology that we don't even know about yet. So I think whilst there are challenges, we're finding ways using technology to really find solutions as well. So I think we're in a good place as an industry. Thank you for that insight, Sarah. That's nice, nice optimism. I like it. Alistair, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that there is an issue with resources or is there a saturation point that we need to be concerned about? Well, I was going to finish off on a high and give a similar sort of upbeat optimism. And actually, I don't disagree with Sarah there in respect of how we use our resources that are in front of us. The tools for remote handling, all of us have those and we've used them to various degrees of success. We triage, we train, we create a job culture. I think I probably would maybe disagree in terms of if we had multiple hits, I think we would find difficulty with some of the resources that exist at the moment just Maybe from an international perspective, I think the U.S. have a large stock of independent adjusters, 1099s, as as they're referred to. But I think as an international business, we have to be aware, and perhaps that's where I do definitely agree with Sarah, the pre-planning and using what's in front of you. So, uh, you know, the traditional use of loss adjusters, uh, perhaps as more uh, opportunities to use some of our other in-house experts with the surveyors and engineers to complement those that are already out in the field. I think our biggest difficulty sometimes is convincing people to spend two or three months sleeping on a beach, which is not necessarily sun-kissed without air conditioning and all the other sort of luxuries that go with that, but perhaps that's for another day. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you and getting your insight. Thanks again. So I hope everybody enjoyed the session that we've held today. 
If you want to know more about Catova events or issues related to cats that were discussed in today's podcast, feel welcome to contact Marcelo Fazio at MDD using the email address mfazio at mdd.com. Thank you very much. Thank you.